0: Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I am your host, Tamela Shaw, and today we have Angela Williams with us. So grateful. Again, I met Angela through Podmatch. I try to give that shout out every time, but Angela is a success coach, a therapist, a trainer, a speaker, and a podcast host. She is the host of the Bigger Braver Life Show. I can't wait to hear about it, but First, I want to welcome you to the show and say thank you so much for reaching out to me so we could have this experience. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Tamila.
1: A lot of the things you talk about, I, I definitely work with clients and, and support
0: others with, so I'm really happy to be here. Yes, thank you so much. Um, we were just talking a little bit before the show about your podcast, The Bigger, Braver Life Show. Like that is That's so big. Um, So I definitely want to get into that because I want to send people over there so that they can listen to your podcast as well. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah,
1: thank you. Uh, So I'm, as you said, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So I do have a private therapy practice. I really found my niche in coaching, uh, working through that, uh, that practice and really finding that was my, uh, my level of expertise and and my passion and the coaching side of the house. Uh, so, you know, I do have two businesses, I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. And I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm a wife, I'm a dog mom, I love the beach. Um, I actually grew up in Michigan. So coming coming to Florida has been a wonderful change of, of weather scenery, if you will. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I love it. I love to be outside in nature. So I'm able to do that a lot more comfortably throughout the year. Yes. Um Yeah. And I I
0: love it. I am actually Midwest to the South as well. I'm from Milwaukee and I came to Nashville. So I understand about the weather, all of that. So absolutely. That is good stuff. (laughs) I think it's very interesting when I have a person that is a therapist and a coach, because it's two very different um, jobs, right? It's different hats that you have to wear and you have to know when to wear which, you know, so to be able to do that, I think that's very interesting do you have, um, which do you, I'm not going to say prefer, but what's the difference? Because a lot of people may not know, they may not have had other, you know, listen to other podcasts, but in this one, I would love for them to know the difference in a therapist and a coach.
1: Yes. Thank you for asking that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, as I'm living in the world more of coaching now, It feels very immersed, but when I take a step back and I'll talk to people about coaching, they're still like, what is that? So I think there's still a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. So how I like to describe it is that in therapy, we are looking at really how the past informs what's going on for you right now. So we're looking at current and and kind of backwards, a little Mm -hmm. bit of the future, right? We're looking at goals. We're trying to go forward. In coaching, we're looking at the present and um, going forward. So with a little bit of backwards, so we're maybe looking at some patterns, maybe where you've done some therapy, you've got some really good foundations there uh, to heal some trauma or things like that. But then when you need that, maybe that reminder or the goal setting support, or, or really, again, it's the now focus to the future, that's where the coaching comes in.
0: I love it. Good stuff. Um, I love that you're able to do that. And then you, you, you're a trainer. What do you train on?
1: Yeah, so I have a lot of different areas, right, of self-development. A lot of times I'm really loving to speak about leadership. How do we stand in our leadership? How do we set boundaries? How do we um, work through transition? So a lot of that is is the self-development skills.
0: Love that. Love that. So I know you have healing resources that you give. I mean, that people can uh, that can come to you about. But one thing that I that we we kind of emailed about was talking about difficult relationships. Um, a lot of us have found ourselves very stuck <laughs> in difficult wow. relationships, and sometimes you don't know what's that very first step in how to either make it a healthy relationship or know when to walk away. From a toxic relationship, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I love talking about this because, you know, I draw from my own experience, from other people that I've worked with, or that I've you know, family, or things that I've learned. So, um, you know, it's really, and this is why I love to do what I do because it's really, truly first about knowing yourself, understanding yourself, understanding the relationship, the dynamic, the patterns. Um, the beliefs that are informing why or why not you're staying in a certain relationship. Are you getting joy out of this? Have, have you seen this model before? Um, you know, what are those roles like? What's the communication like? Is it stable? Is it volatile? All of those pieces are so important. So the very first thing, though, I would really recommend is taking time to understand yourself and your wants and needs first. So when I have folks coming to me to work with me, one of those first things we do together is we come up with whether they're in a relationship or not, we come up with a list of maybe like top 10-ish of those ideal mate qualities. So I try to kind of, if they're in a relationship, I try to kind of say, okay, put this, put this aside for a second and let's come up with if this could be anyone, you could snap your fingers and poof they're right in front of you. What are those things that you want and need to make you feel satisfied, happy? Uh, you know, thriving uh, in this
0: relationship.
1: Yeah. What so that that's one like? of the first
0: things. Yes. That's good. It's always good to know, like, you know, sit back and really understand, like, what is it that I want it to look like? You know, you can say yes. I want a healthy relationship, but what does that look like? Like specifically, that's really, exactly. really good. That's good. So uh, what was my other question? Oh my gosh! Hold on one moment. I was thinking. Can I
1: say one more thing to that though? Absolutely. While yeah. you're thinking of that question, yeah. So it's very interesting growing up, just seeing different dynamics and and things like that. Because I think you know society gives us stuff here, right? Our family gives us stuff over here, and then we see other things happening with the people we love around us and all of that. So we have to take all this information and know what to do with it. So I think society does women specifically a disservice, as you may imagine, I could go on and on about this for hours, but really uh, gives us this messaging that women are, uh, and especially, you know, as you look at the generations right here to serve men, to kind of put their needs last, to um, really sacrifice for their families, for their partners and all of that. And that's not Kind of how we want it to be now, right? We want that equality. We want that to be equal and sharing of that, and that's important. If you do want that, that you advocate for that, and that you find someone that's willing to step up to the plate equally, and there are people out there, I promise you. um, Because a lot of that's what my clients say. Hmm, does that exist? Yes, it does. And you know, I have a lot of examples of that. But I want, I want that to be known. Is please also look around at these societal messages um another actually there were some um kind of confusing messages for me growing up so um you know one of the great things that my dad taught me was never settle for you know mistreatment so he was very much a proponent of do not settle so um you know unfortunately my grandparents had a volatile uh, abusive relationship Um, And so, you know, that's where he kind of gained that and said, you're not ever going to do that. And if you see someone treating, you know, their mom a certain way, like know that that's how they're going to treat you.
0: So he was very adamant about teaching us these non-negotiable Wonderful qualities. Absolutely. I think that's very important. I actually asked someone just the other day, because I don't think we ask ourselves, have we truly ever seen healthy relationships? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and, and, you know, (laughs) I asked him, I was like, have you ever seen a healthy relationship? You know, and I've asked several friends this recently, and it makes you really think about it. You know, I'm not saying a perfect relationship, but a healthy relationship. Have you seen people be able to go through hard times and get through it in a healthy manner? And what does that look like? Right. So, I think that's important for everyone even in the audience right now think, have you ever truly seen a healthy relationship, and hello, what does a healthy relationship look like so I'm gonna ask you that question
1: <laughs> in yeah, a
0: like what does a healthy relationship look like Hm
1: that's so good and I'm very much an individualization. That's one of my strengths is individualization. So I always caveat by saying, this is going to be different for everyone. So everyone has oh to make God. their own decision on that because there's so many different interests and preferences and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there are some requirements, these basic requirements that we can uh, look at. And it's, you know, is there safety concerns, right? If there is a safety concern, that is an automatic no for me, right? Like that's not going to be okay. If we look at that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, are you familiar with that structure?
0: I am, but just in case the audience is not, will you explain?
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So, and I really encourage folks to uh, look this up because this is a really helpful um, framework. So um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there are five, Levels in this hierarchy. So it's kind of shaped like a pyramid. Um, it really starts with those physiological needs at the bottom. So, are we able to survive? Are we getting the air, right? Oxygen. Are we getting water? Are we getting food? Are we getting shelter, clothing? All of those things that are uh, essential for our survival. The next layer up, the next level up, is those safety needs. So, that's personal safety. Um, resources, you know, are we able to, again, survive on this next level up, right? Are, are we feeling safe? Because people can survive being unsafe, but, you know, there is a different level um, um, there. Mm-hmm. The next level up on that is love and belonging. So that's really looking at, you know, our friendships, our groups, our social interactions, Uh, The next level above that is esteem. So that's really looking at our self-esteem, you know, our strengths, uh, being able to uh, build and grow that. And then that top layer is that self-actualization. And that's kind of that desire to be the best version of you, the best version you can be. And it's, I've heard it said that essentially we need to kind of make sure those bottom rungs are stable in order to get to that top level of that self-actualization and that esteem. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of think about it uh, in an, in an example way, you know, if you are constantly afraid that you're not going to be able to eat, or if you're constantly afraid that, you know, you might be in physical danger, you're probably not working on your self-esteem or, you know, being the best version of you because there are other important Fish to fry here, right? Like those are, yeah. So, so looking at that, you know, we really want to look at our relationships, and it's like, are we able to, you know, meet some of those those layers and those levels of? Do we have those physiological needs? Do we have those safety needs met? Do we feel like we are loved and belong in this relationship? So, I think those would actually be a really good uh, analogy for what we would want and And require out of any relationship,
0: I love that. um, I know it's a lot of times we don't find we don't have that self worth we don't we don't know what that what that is you know we don't know what it feels like, and there's a certain feeling that comes with it is what I try to tell people like we and you have to sometimes talk your way through in order to get to the point where you feel it and I'll say that um meaning. You know, it it might be there's sometimes I get down on myself. It's it's a body shame, right? So I'll call that forward, you know, and specifically talk about what it is that I don't like, what it is that can can I do something about it? Can I, you know, when it comes to my diet, can I change it? Can I exercise? Can I do these different things? But know that regardless, there's a certain worth that just comes. Mm -hmm. especially for women, we, we are, Mm -hmm. we are placed out here that we're supposed to be a certain size. We're supposed to have a certain look. There are people now changing their eye color. You know, it's a lot of different things that go to make you feel like you have to do this to belong or to have a certain confidence. Um, Do you talk to people about self-confidence? Every day. (laughs)
1: Like, I mean, you know. You know, I know we're in the midst of a pandemic, but I mean, if we want to look at other types of pandemics, it is the lack of of self-confidence. And I think you touched on, again, the society's role in, you know, almost like making up these rules or these problems for women of you have to shave your leg hair, you have to have your hair a certain color, you have to fit into a certain size, you have to, right, weigh a certain weight. And, and that, is, that is the antithesis, right? This is the complete opposite of what we're trying to do for people. We're trying to say, love yourself, know yourself, and love yourself no matter what. Like This stuff is unrealistic, but this is what sells. This is what keeps us small. This is what keeps us not going to that self-actualization level. Because can you imagine if all women were at that self-actualization level? Right. We would rule the world.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, working to get there is beautiful. And I've, I hadn't really thought about sending that out to my Facebook group, but I'll have to send that out because that's huge. I mean, it's a big yeah. deal. So speaking of um, bigger, like, I, I really want you to get into the things that you talk about on your podcast. Yes. The Bigger, Braver Life. Because, you know, when you told me the name, I was like, everybody wants to have a bigger, braver life. And you're like, well, not everyone. So I would love for you to get into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the reason my messaging is all about living this bigger, braver life is, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, I kind of, again, attribute this to the things that, you know, our, our environments, the the people, the places, right, Where where you live impacts you the socioeconomic status impacts you, what society is telling you impacts you. So growing up, there was a lot of fear that I observed. There was like a lot of fear. There was a lot of hard work, but not really getting to the next level. There was a lot of stuckness that I observed growing up. And so for me, it was always about something's not right here, like deep down gut level, I'm like something's not right here. I don't want to accept this. I want to I go above and beyond. I. I believe that those other people that can have uh, you know, vacation homes or go on these amazing vacations out of the country or have nice, reliable vehicles like that, I, I believe I can have that. I don't understand why I just, you know, I can't have that. So for me, it was about at every level addressing the things that kept me afraid and small and in, in, in action, so not taking action. And acting on what I wanted, not where I felt comfortable. Right. So for me, it was about taking those bigger, riskier steps, if you will. So a lot of my family still lives, you know, in Michigan, which is amazing, awesome. But for me, like I, I never wanted to remain there because I had a sense of adventure. I wanted to see different places and do different things. And that was for me, you know, that was my thing. Like, and to me, that helps me live my bigger, braver life. I get to know different people and see how the world works differently. So in the podcast, that, that's where it's all focused on people's stories, mine included, of where you started from, what adversity you had to overcome, or what challenges you had to overcome to get to a level of success or life that you're at now that you're super pumped and happy about, that you love, that you're so excited—something that you've made from scratch, right? I've had authors, I've had coaches, I've had so many people, entrepreneurs, so many people who have worked through, overcome fears, overcome limiting beliefs, and have this, uh, you know, amazing story and this life experience to share with people to inspire and encourage and. and know that this is out there for you too. And we need those positive role models. I know that was super helpful for me growing up too, is having those people I could look to that gave me either the confidence, their yes. their byproduct confidence, or, you know, showing me we can put severe boundaries in and that is okay. And you are worth every penny of that.
0: Ah, uh, that is phenomenal. You know, it's it's so funny. It's not funny, but <laughs> like, I love that you are, um, you talk about people that are afraid. There's so much fear in in the atmosphere, and so many people that are are afraid of being uncomfortable. When if you're willing to put yourself in growing places that feel uncomfortable, there is such there's such a payment that is given afterwards, right? Not in, and I'm not not saying monetary, you know, at all times, but there's such a payment, and I'm sure you feel this with your podcast after you release. And you, you receive that feedback from people on how it helped. Like that is the best thing in the world. Like no money can take the place of that to know okay. that you've been able to help. Even if it's just one individual, right? That is just the most beautiful thing ever. And we have so many people that are living small. So that's why I love the name because people are comfortable in living small and you don't have to. When you said for a part that you felt like you could have a reliable vehicle, like that, like that shouldn't be a huge thing. But you know, it is to be able to know that if I get a flat tire, I can go and get that tire replaced. Like some people can't do that, right? Some people would have to borrow money to be able to replace a tire. So to know that, yes, you may be in that place now, but there are steps that you can take to live a much more valuable life, not on the outside and the inside of yourself, right? You can have that self-love, which is gonna give you more confidence to be able to step into places that will give you the monetary benefit that you need. But you have to do the work on the inside first. That is phenomenal. Good job. Yes, thank
1: you. And, And that's where, you know, still I think there is a lot of, Unfortunately, a negative connotation when we're talking about going to therapy or getting support or, or asking for help. I mean, I still bet a dollar for every time my clients still say, I don't want to burden someone else or I, I don't want to, right? It's like, wait a second, what do you mean, burden someone else? Some people would love, love the fact you just reach out and said, Hey, can I ask you a question? Or can you We a mistake or burden someone or it's not going to go well, but nine times out of 10, when we do reach out, we get the support that we need. And that person's happy to support us. So, you know, even that it's like devaluing your problems, you know, with other people's stuff, it's like, you know, but there are people who you can go to that. They have been trained, they have experience, and they have that specific role, example, therapy, coaching, wherever you're at, that can really help you move up those levels of Maslow's hierarchy, right? Help you to get that bigger, braver life if that's what you want, or get a stable life if that's what you want. But it does take that internal work first. So if there's anything I tell, you know, anyone to do, I said a lot of times in my work I'm like if there's nothing else you take away from this know that your mind is so powerful and the things that we've learned sometimes we have to unlearn and relearn and rewrite our story but that mindset is the most important thing you'll ever uh, have to work on and and see the gains by improving and if you don't you're going to be kind of stuck in the same rut over and over
0: it's it's that's a good uh like burden a lot of people do feel is, oh I don't want to like you said, I don't want to burden that person. And it's like, I like to say to the person, did that person say that you were burdening them? Right. And it's like, well, no. Well, then that's an assumption, right? Yeah. You can't say you're burdening someone if they haven't told you that you're a burden. And even then, you know, there's always conversation that can be had, you know? So I love that, you know, that people sit back and you truly, truly, like have certain conversations when you are, are assuming you know, because there's a difference between facts and your thoughts. This is what I think mm-hmm. happens. But is that the fact, you know? So that's that's so good. I love that you talk to people about their confidence. And another thing that I read is that you talk to people about how to reach their goals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if a person has any type of relationship goals, um, how to step into a meaningful relationship? And it's not even, and honestly, that's not even just a romantic. That could be friendship, right? Right. Um, What do you, what would you say to someone? I just want to have a meaningful relationship. How do I move forward to find a meaningful relationship?
1: Yeah. So first of all, define what is meaningful relationship look like for you? So, you know, I talk Talk about uh, types of friends and types of relationships all the time, you know, in my work. And, you know, sometimes we've got friends that are casual friends, right? We go to the beach with them or we go see a movie, but we're not going to sit there and open up and tell them our whole life story. And that's okay. So we also have to understand, you know, there's, there can be levels to that too. But if you want somebody that you're going to be able, whether that's romantic or a friend that you're going to be able to trust and and share and and do all of that with, what are the requirements for you? Are they emotionally available? Are they um, trustworthy? Are they going to speak about what you're sharing to someone else? Are they going to share the same values as you? Are they going to share the same hobbies as you? So you get to define all of this for yourself. So my closest friends, I would say we share the same values. We operate similarly, uh, in the way that we're you know high achieving. We get our stuff done. We're responsible. We're very caring. We love each other. We reach out. We spend time. We prioritize each other, right? So there's a lot that you can decide what that looks like. And so sometimes we just kind of go day to day, and we don't really feel like we have control over these things, but you do. So even with the going back to the romantic partner, make that friend list of the ideal qualities for your friend as well. I have my clients do it all the time, because what's important about that is you're being intentional and Mm -hmm. know that there's all types of people out there. So, you know, this year I've really leaned into making meaningful relationships in the female entrepreneur space, because that's where I'm at right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would love that kind of support. They can speak a language with me that me and another friend that doesn't have a business can't really speak. So it's important to know what you're looking for, where you're at in life, what you want to be able to do with these folks, how you want to be able to feel with these folks. And then, you know, it's going to be a little trial and error as you meet new people, right? I probably met about at least 30. I I have to go back and look at uh, people this year that are in that entrepreneur space. And I've had a few that I really, you know, have, have, um, matched with or, or connected with, aligned with more than others. So you will have to do a little trial and error, but that is okay. That's expected, but Mm -hmm. know that you're going out with an intentional piece first. And also it's not only just what you want, but what you will not accept. So we often forget about that when we think about romantic partners or friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that has to do with how they're respecting you how they're respecting your time. Again, that goes back to what's important to you. So this all goes back to knowing yourself first and foremost, because if you know your values and your goals, where you're going and you see somebody and they're disrespecting your values or, or trying to take away from your goals, then you know that's not a person for you.
0: Right. And you, you have to, like you said, identify the boundaries. So I think that's really, really good. You know, have your list of the things that you absolutely want. And have that the list of the things you absolutely do not want as well, right? These are the non-negotiables, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I love it because sometimes we set boundaries and we don't realize that are you either following up with those boundaries or have you started with those boundaries within yourself? Because you can tell a person all day long, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm this is my boundary and you're not going to cross this. You're not going to do that. And then it'll happen for a little while. And then you uh, you slowly but surely allow them to you know step into it. So you've got to remember that you have to hold your boundaries as well. Um, that's really, really big. But I love that being intentional in what you're putting out. Because if you put it out, it'll come back. But make sure it's what you actually wanted, right? And be specific. I think that's really, really important. That's so, so good. Um, I love that you sit back and you, where you talk to people about, about their relationships. Um, and like you said, in your coaching, it's talking about the future of those relationships. So you, they'll know how to move forward in a very healthy way. Um, I wanted to know, so we talked about increasing the uh, your confidence. We talked about the characteristics when it comes to your relationships. But I want to know when a person hits, uh, say, a stump, a roadblock, uh, you know, how does how, how do you work work through that with them?
1: That's thank you for bringing that back. So I wanted to address that, too. So in my life growing up, it I felt that looking back now that I had to really kind of learn a lot of lessons the hard way when it came to romantic relationships. So. I was given that information. Don't get yourself in a situation where, you know, somebody is basically, you know, abusive or hostile or whatever. And so I feel like I did a good job on that end, but there were other, you know, um, pieces missing from that. And and a lot of that came back to that confidence in me and what I deserved. And again, what I wanted, I didn't really know that. So that's why I always tell folks who do that. But when you are stuck, and, and I found myself stuck in many of these old relationships, and A lot of it had to do for me is number one recognizing I'm not happy, right? This this feels off. This doesn't feel right, and it wasn't just one day. It wasn't just one argument. It it would it would sit like that for a little bit. It wouldn't go away. It's kind of like that nagging feeling. So I've really tried to cultivate and pay attention to my gut communication to myself, right? My gut response, if you will, and Really pay attention and nurture that, and and ask myself about it, and sit in that a little bit. When I coach folks and talk to folks about this, I really talk about strengthening this muscle of that intuitive leadership. So you have this intuition, you have this knowledge deep down within, and for me, that's my gut is always talking to me. I'm a responder to my outside uh, situations. So when it hits a point where I am stuck, I am responding. And I'm feeling it, it's off. And I want to encourage you to notice that more. Notice that more. Ask yourself about that. Trust that more. How many times? I don't know how many times you've heard this. I've heard this way too many times, scary amounts, where, especially I think as women, it might be even a little stronger, but it's like women will say, I just had this like thought or feeling that I shouldn't do X, Y, or Z, or that something was off, but I ignored it. When has that ever worked out for anyone? Never.
0: Yeah, you're right. So
1: that's what, so that's what I was always trying to do was check it. And maybe it took a little longer to separate Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't truly understand, but I really work with folks on how do we recognize that maybe that gut reaction or noticing when Mm -hmm. something's off and why, and is this matching up with what you want in your future? Uh, And then the hard part is if that's, if all of that's lining up and we have to separate from this person, it's going back to. You know, how do we do that in a way that's going to be supportive of your mental health, but also like eyes on the prize? Because if I would have stayed in some of those relationships, I definitely wouldn't be here today.
0: Right. That is, oh, mm, that, that, it's got my, my brains just. So, so so, because people don't understand, like, you don't have to hate someone to get out of the relationship, you you can lovingly leave a relationship. And, you know, preferably it'll be both, both, both ways, you know, but don't stay in a relationship that's toxic and toxic doesn't mean you're beating each other. It's just not moving forward in a healthy manner. Don't stay in toxic relationships. You can come together and have an understanding that we're not good for one another and that's okay. And I can love you. From afar, <laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. can get along with you from afar. Just because you can sit at a table and not throw food at each other doesn't mean that you're supposed to marry and be with one another, right? right. So right. if if you sit back and you do the work and realize that this is not a good relationship, can you give advice to people on how to remove yourself or remove yeah. Remove yourself from a relationship in a healthy manner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I love that you said. You don't have to hate each other to to separate, because actually that's not a widely known fact. It feels even harder, like it feels like, oh, the bare minimum is if they're beating me up, I got to go. And even sometimes that can be hard because there's, there's a lot of complicated psychological pieces that go into that. but. That is not true at all, right? You don't have to hate someone to get to a point where you've outgrown them, Mm -hmm. where you learned that they, you are a different person when you're with them and you don't like that person, That they don't really bring out the best in you. That They aren't going anywhere. They're they're not going toward your vision that uh, they are, maybe they were for that season for a reason, but not for your entire life. So those are all the pieces to think about. And, and when I've been in those situations where I'm, I'm like, I got to go and it won't go away. Like, I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. It's really about getting yourself to that place of knowing your, again, right? This might be work for therapist, work for coach, whatever. Knowing your worth, knowing the direction forward and knowing that you want and deserve that partner that's going to be up here with you at your level going with you the whole time. It is okay to outgrow someone. It is okay to leave a relationship. It is okay to say goodbye, even though it's hard, it is hard. And that's what holds people back from, it's like giving up good or even bad, right? For great, because it's like, even if it's good, you can have great, and that's going to sit there until you get rid of this good, right? So you have to get the courage. You have to own your worth with that. And you have to be able to have that hard conversation of, "Hey, I'm sorry, this isn't working for me, and we have to we
0: have to end this relationship February. and we have to move." Right. I've um I was reading something and they were saying that people stay in a relationship a year and a half when they like. I knew I didn't want to be in, in this. I I know I don't want to be in this relationship. So if I decide today. I don't want to be in this relationship. That means I'm not going to get out until 2024. Like, it's crazy. We don't have time for that. We do not have time for that. Right. So I I, I love that, that this is coming up because when I read that, I was like, oh, my gosh. But when I thought back, it's like, ooh.
1: How many times have you already broken up with someone, done all the mental arrangements but then just hung out because you didn't want to have the hard conversation.
0: Yeah, you you broke it. You've, you've done it in your head. <laughs> but it's getting it out, giving yourself permission to put yourself first because this is not for me. I've outgrown it or it could be a situation where the other person has outgrown you and you feel it. Right. There you go. You, yeah. you need to give them permission to move on. I understand I'm mm-hmm. not going as fast as you, right? And I want to honor you in that and say if if this is what you need to do, I give you permission. Right. Yeah. It's it's so <laughs> this is so good. Um, that is that's so, so wonderful that people have to understand that you don't have to hate or be at each other's throats. In order to leave a relationship, if it is not good Mm -hmm. for you, have the conversation with yourself and with them and move on. That's beautiful. Uh So let's talk about how the audience can contact you. Do you have a website or let's talk about it. Yes. So
1: you can reach me on my website, AngelaMarie.co. So that has all my services. You can get my podcast. You can actually get on my social media. I love connecting with folks. Send me an email to Angela at AngelaMarie.co or you can connect with me on social media. I'm, I'm there every day pretty much. So um, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Instagram's Co. is uh, how you can find me. And again, you can find all my links. I've got a ton of YouTube videos for folks. Uh, to watch um, about relationships, about confidence, about all the things we spoke about today. Um, and all that's located on my website. So angela.mary.co, And I can't wait to hear from you. That's
0: that is wonderful. And I am going to hop on the podcast, Bigger, Better Life. Love it. Bigger,
1: Braver Life Show. Yes.
0: Yes. Bigger, Braver Life Show. I don't know why I just said better. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. of this. All good. <laughs> bigger braver life show I am going to tune in and now that I know you're on youtube I'm gonna grab some of those too um I think it's very important to sit back and continue to and that's what I want the audience to understand that's i I get to I have that wonderful opportunity to have a podcast with these beautiful individuals that are doing all of these wonderful things but I still go and I listen to their YouTube and you know all of these things when you're living a better and, and bigger, braver, all of that, when you're living a bigger life, you have to keep working at it, continue to put things in your ear gate, that's going yes. to feed your soul, right, yes. mm-hmm. I continue to do it, I love it, so I will definitely be tuning in, I will put all of your information in, uh, in the workspace, everyone knows where to go to find it, um, if you're going after the podcast, and I just want to let you know, this has been such an honor, Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really
1: grateful that you've had me.
0: (laughs) Thanks. And I I ask everyone, if you could give the audience one thing before you leave, just as a a big tip, what would it be?
1: Reach out and get support. And this can look so many different ways. But I think one of the things we tell ourselves is we can do this whole entire life by ourselves, And I was like that for a really long time. And and that gave me a lot of burnout and all the things, right? So whether you hire someone to help you with chores at home, whether you hire a therapist, whether you hire a coach, whether you get a mentor, whether you join a group, I don't care what you do, get support. Know that you don't have to do this by yourself and get in the room with the right people to help lift
0: you up. That's going to help you go far. I love that. Yes, people just have to learn to open up, and you know, I know that I grew up with like my grandmother used to. What happens in this house stays in this house. You know, I was just like, okay, you know, so you you grow up with that in your head, and that's just you know, it's so unfortunate that they didn't realize that. No, you need to talk about it. It's a lot of things that you can talk about, learn from, and. Know that you're not alone. You know? Can you imagine just? Yeah, it's being,
1: isolating to
0: feel oh, like yes. you can't share. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like when we talked earlier. We talked about the box. I'm like, throw the box away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the box. <laughs> so, because you 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 shut yourself in. Uh, it, people, please talk about it. Talk about it to the right people. Let me say that. Talk about it to the right people because you're not alone. People are out here suffering in silence, and it's not necessary. So please reach out. Well, I wanna say thank you. Uh, we have, it has definitely been a pleasure. And, audience, reach out to Angela. She's got some great resources out here, and it is lovely. And I wanna tell you, as I always do, you matter and your story matters. So, have a wonderful day. And until next time, I want to say bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So, thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.